Hello, everyone, and we have a very special bonus episode of Locked On Canadians for you this week. Laura and I are joined by another WHL prospect, the Victoria Royals defenseman, Wyatt Wilson. We're going to talk about his path to draft eligibility and everything else coming up in today's show. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Locked On Canadians. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. As always, I am joined by the active stick, Laura Sabin. We have another very special guest this week. Uh, joining us tonight for recording is Wyatt Wilson of the Victoria Royals of the Western Hockey League. And Wyatt, uh, thank you so much for making the time for us. We know hockey's a busy year-round kind of thing, and we really appreciate you making the time to sit down and chat with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I guess the biggest thing, and we're just going to knock this off. We you know we want to have some fun. We have some other fun questions, you know, for the second half of the show here. But for those who don't know, who is Wyatt Wilson? You know, how would you describe yourself as a hockey player? And tell us a little <laughs> bit about your path from you know playing or how you got into hockey and you know made your way into the WHL this season. Yeah. So. Um... I'll uh, talk about what kind of hockey player I am first, but I kind of look at myself as a um, two-way, you know, big physical defenseman. Um, it's hard to come across, you know, big guys that play physical and, you know, lay big hits and change the momentum of the game. So I feel like I'm one of those guys and um, use it to mine and uh, my team's advantage. But um, yeah, I grew up playing minor hockey in Swift Current. And it was, it was, uh, it's a bit of a weird pass. So I ended up playing three years minor hockey here and then, Ended up moving out to Abbotsford, BC to play with the Yale Lions. I played there um, my Bantam second year on um, prep and then midget first year. And then I ended up moving back to Saskatchewan and playing in Moose Jots about an hour and a half from uh, my hometown. Played there in this uh, um, last year, I ended up playing with the Victoria Royals. So I got to play with my brother, which was a pretty cool opportunity to advantage that. How would you describe the jump, you know, going from AAA up to uh, the Western Hockey League? Because looking across the CHL, each league is known for certain things. And the Western Hockey League is known as a tough physical league, you know, very hard hitting. And it can be rough and tumble. How did you handle that adjustment going up that step there and playing uh, this year in Victoria? Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a big jump. I mean, we have a pretty good, uh, pretty good midget AAA league back home here, so that prepared me pretty good. It's a pretty rough physical league, just like the dubs. So um, it wasn't too, too bad of a jump. The one thing I noticed is guys make decisions at way, way faster paces. So, uh, Laura, do you have any questions? I was going to say, I had a lot of questions. So what, one of the things that we, we want to know, uh, and I think a lot of people is like, how do you go from, you know, you just play hockey. You're, you're a Western Canadian boy. You're just playing hockey, right? How do you go from that to realizing, Hey, you know what? I might have a shot. NHL teams might come and look at me. I might have a shot to be drafted. Like, when do you realize that? And when do you realize, all right, I got to really change the way that I work and 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 prepare, um, and 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 you know, sort of just change the work that I do, essentially. Yeah. So, um, midgets second year it really hit me. You know, I started to get um, a lot of interest, whether it was you know WHL teams or um, 
junior teams, even at some NCAA teams at that point, I wasn't signed, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, you have to, once you realize it's like, okay, you know, I need to start changing habits. You know, I need to be in the gym six out of seven days of the week and have an off day. And, you know, you need to track your eating and it's, it's, there's a lot, a lot to it for sure. Is, and that is, is why I'm not eligible to be drafted. <laughs> by the, I'm not working out six out of seven days in a week. I'm good for four. I, I'm, I'm good for three if walking the dog counts. And also I'm not draft eligible because I am 31 years old. So, um, uh, you, you talk about how you're, you know, you're a two-way defense and you're a big physical guy. You love to lay the body. Is there uh, current players you kind of model your game after uh, that you try and, you know, fit into that mold? Or are you, I am Wyatt Wilson. I am who I am. I am not a clone of somebody else when I play out there. Yeah. Um, not that I'm a clone of someone else, but um, yeah, there's three players I kind of model my game after, you know, Seth Jones, he's a, um, he's, you know, Super big frame. He makes a really good first pass and defends pretty well. And then Victor Hedman, uh, another guy, you know, um, he skates really, really well. His first few strides are super good. Um, that's something I've been working on is my skating a ton. I feel like that's improved a lot. And then the last guy is Mark Giordano. Um, um, not just what he does on the ice, but I mean, off the ice, you know, he's always at charity events or, you know, out in the community. Um, helping out and giving back. And I feel like that's a, that's a huge part of the game nowadays. And anyone who uh, listens to this podcast knows that Victor Hedman is my favorite defenseman yeah. <laughs> right now, currently playing in the league. Um, so one of the things that I also did want to ask is a little bit sort of, um, do you, I, I don't know, because when you talk to people who work in hockey or you're hoping to work in hockey technically, um, like they their childhood team is one. And then as they get more and more into the game, they're just kind of like, Oh, I like all the teams or I'll just watch all the teams. Do you have a childhood team that you really gravitate towards or still do maybe is still a favorite team right now? Yeah. Um, as a child, you know, everybody because of Crosby, but, um, one team I really um, loving was Chicago. Um, you know, Patrick, I'm a defenseman, but Patrick Kane was my favorite player growing up. You know, he's so crafty and skilling. He's, um, so much fun to watch, even Jonathan Taves too. So, and there's I, the Seth Jones connection. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say the Seth, he's Seth there Jones. now too. That's got to be huge for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, before we uh, take jump into our first ad break here, you know, uh, what do you consider your strength? You talk about your physicality and your ability. That is there anything else that you think you you definitely thrive at? That if you were, you know on a soapbox selling yourself to a team be like this is what i am best at you know what would you kind of uh dial yourself in at there yeah i think obviously my physicality is a big one um i think i have a pretty good shot you know finding lanes from the blue line and um, trying to get pucks through and then i think my vision is really good you know i think i see the ice and think the game um really really well and that's one of my one of my stronger ones for sure we do love in the modern NHL a big defenseman who likes to skate, likes to hit, and has great vision. It's it's a total package. It sounds like the ultimate appeal. And uh, when we come back in our next segment, we're going to talk, you know, a little bit more fun, you know, some nicknames, some other, you know, um, other fun stuff. We'll figure it out as we go here here on Lockdown Canadians. That's all coming up next. But first, today's bonus episode is brought to you by the folks at BetOnline.net, who is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Get all the latest sports development league reviews, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball. You can bet on futures like in the NFL, the NHL draft, and so much else. 
You can get news on boxing, MMA, and golf. All your scores, podcast news, everything at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. We are back here, Locked On Canadians, joined by Wyatt Wilson of the Victoria Royals of the Western Hockey League. And we got to ask, Laura and I both have a fascination with hockey nicknames because sometimes they're extremely, you know, creative and sometimes they are what we expect them. What do they call you besides, you know, Wyatt or Wilson or whatever? What do they call you? What do your teammates and coaches call you in practice or during games or anything like that? Um, it's not too, too crazy. Nothing, um, nothing wild, but, um, one I get a lot is Willie and then, um, Moose kind of started in, uh, midget triple play. One of my good buddies started calling me that just because of my frame and size, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, so not, not, nothing, not too, too wild, but, uh, and you mentioned, uh, one of the players you like to model yourself after is Mark Giordano, not only because the way he plays, but the work he does off the ice, and we we uh, talked with Andy a little bit, and it mentions that you have a high priority on inclusiveness and doing stuff off the ice and all that other stuff. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and, you know, what that means to you as a player and like a role model, you know, in the community for kids who come to these games and, you know, just grow up watching hockey and loving it? Yeah, um, it all actually started back in uh, back in middle school, me and a couple buddies, you know, we were always um, – you know, hanging out with kids and helping out whenever they need it. And then recently I was, uh, I was just at the track doing a track meet with my middle school. And um, it was good to see some, you know, familiar face, some of my old teachers and they were happy to see me. And then uh, um, about a week ago, I actually ran my uh, breast cancer awareness jersey up to Regina. Uh, my cousin just got through breast cancer. So, um, you know, she was super, super happy to have that. You know, it's just, it's just, it makes a guy feel good when you do that type of stuff. We, we love that. Yeah. And, and definitely, obviously, it's good news to hear. Um, but I think one of the things is that you can't really, especially now with, with social media and so much access that you have to players, like you can't just go to the ice, do your job and then walk away, right? Like you do have to kind of model for the community. And I know, um, particularly in Montreal, that is a huge deal, right? You know, whether it's with the children's hospitals or whether it's, you know, other charity initiatives and things like that, 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 um, the players take on so is there something in particular that let's say let's say you get drafted you know draft day comes around you, you make it to the nhl you become one of those guys like is there a pet cause or or something in particular that you care about that you'd like to raise awareness or give your time to or money to even um there's not one i could choose uh, if there was one actually i'd probably do breast cancer obviously um you know i know a couple people and like i said recently my cousin just went through it so um, you know, that's something definitely um, I would like to get give back to. So it, I, I feel like that's so impressive. Like you're, you know, you're growing up, you're going through your middle school and high school and you're working your way into one of the top junior leagues in the world. And then you've got NHL attention coming in that into your draft year and you still always find time to stay true to yourself. I feel like that speaks a lot to having great character and it's one thing to be a great hockey player and, you know, a physical specimen. And it's another to also have that, you know, the character and the upstandingness in the community. And I feel like that would be a huge bonus for a lot of teams. Teams love that. Fans love that. It's, it feels like it's a really good way to quickly meld yourself with the community there. And 
I have to say that's really impressive as someone whose family has had, you know, uh, people go through uh, battling cancer and everything to know that there are people out there that want to make this time, not because they have to, but because they want to. Uh, that's really important. And I, I really do appreciate knowing that there are people like that in the sport of hockey who want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Uh, now to hop off of that for a second, we've talked about players. <laughs> we're going to take models. a sharp turn. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to take a sharp turn here uh, as we do so often on this show. Uh, we talked about players you model yourself after, but we, we've talked to other people and players in different generations grew up watching and idolizing other players. Who did you grow up idolizing, you know, that made you want to get in and play hockey as a kid? Um, you know, I think this is the answer for a lot of kids um, my age, but Sidney Crosby, I mean, uh, watching that guy, you know, kind of blossom as a player as he grew up and, you know, how talented he was. It was like, Man, I want to. I want to be this guy one day. So, <laughs> defenseman version, I guess. But um, yeah, so he was a guy I watched, you know, a ton growing up, just like you know every other kid. So. Do you know what's really interesting is that like a lot of players in different positions have said that it's always Sidney Crosby, and it's definitely you can tell. Um, and and every time somebody says that something like that, Scott and I crumble of old age in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say we've talked to people. It's like I grew up watching, you know, uh, you know Pavel Bure or Mike Madano or Pavel Datsuk, and then it's like I, you know, Sidney Crosby was the guy I watched growing up, and I just go, oh my god. <laughs> 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 I was at the combine a couple years ago, and it was the year the Canadians drafted Jesperi Kotkaniemi. He's like, "Yeah, I grew up watching Yol Armia, and you know, wanting to be like him." And I went, "Oh my god, I'm <laughs> you are th- these are children that we're talking <laughs> to," and it's like, I get it, you know, it's a different draft year, and that the you know, you know, later birthdays, but it hits you in that moment that you listen back afterwards and you go, "Oh wow," you know, in different generations, think- but. Crosby transcends that. I feel like you could say that for anyone, including, you yeah. know, your draft class too. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, so a couple of things that I wanted to ask is that w- one thing that I've noticed about a lot of hockey players who end up, you know, sort of making the show is that when they were kids, they played other sports as well. It wasn't just hockey. Are there any sp- other sports that you play or you enjoy watching as well? Um, yeah, going through middle school, uh, I play- played basketball, um, volleyball, badminton. I kind of, I kind of did it all. I was never into baseball uh, too, too much. I played a year or two or football, but you know, at a certain age, it's kind of like, you know, you, you got to pick one or the other. So um, I ended up sticking with hockey and it's, uh, it's working out pretty well. So yeah, it seems to be paying off. Scott, you were about to say something. I was going to say uh, hockey players are a superstitious bunch and you know, what are your routines or your superstitions on game day? Do you have any at all? I know we've talked to a goalie who, you know, same suit, no socks, this, that. Other goalies are completely different than that. Do you have your uh, own superstitions or you just kind of, you know, you just kind of go with the flow and whatever happens, happens, regardless of what tie you wear or what, you know, pair of underwear you wear to the game or something like that? And is it um, as important to defensemen as goalies? That's what I'm always curious about because like goalies kind of get a reputation for being weird. But I feel like in sports in general, every position, every sport, there's definitely a bit of rigidity on that front. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple things I do. I mean, I try to stick to the same suit as much as I can, but um, if things aren't working out, obviously, um, you know, I like to change it up and um, try something different, but one thing I do is I get to the rink pretty early. I'm usually the first guy there about three and a half hours before the game. Um, you know, just kind of 
think about the game. I, I like to be loose before the games. You know, I'm not a guy that um, was, I'm dialed in when the time comes, but, you know, I like to kind of joke around and, um, yeah. And then I like to sit on the bench about 25 minutes before the game starts and I'm just kind of visualizing what I'm going to do out there and things I need to um, do to be the best I can. I just thought of something as we're going through this. Uh, the WHL is known for the teddy bear toss game. Have you gotten to play? Was there a teddy bear toss in Victoria this year? Yeah, there was actually. I uh, I happened to be injured. I uh, went through a pretty pretty bad facial fracture. I um, broke oh, wow. my orbital bone and then shattered my cheek in like eight places. So I was out for that one, but I was up in the stands. I actually threw a couple teddy bears down, I think. So <laughs> kind of on a run <laughs> teddy bear toss. I've never gotten to experience it and I truly want to like, what's it like watching just a hail of teddy bears fly <laughs> out of the rafters in that? Like, yeah, it feels like it's gotta be a ton of fun to watch happen. It's unbelievable. It It is crazy. I mean, it was a really good game too against, I think it was tri cities, but um, yeah, it's wild. And then, you know, you get pictures after with all the teddy bears and it's, it's a pretty <laughs> cool experience. Hopefully next year I'm on the ice for it, but uh, <laughs> That's super fun. Uh, yeah. I guess one last question. I know that the draft is around the corner here um, and everyone wants to make the NHL. Is there somewhere that before your hockey career is done, when you hang up your skates for the last time, is there one place for sure that you want to see yourself suit up for, for at least, even if it's just one game? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I'd be pretty grateful to go to any team, you know, all I, all I ask for is just, you know, an opportunity to prove myself. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of kids ask for. I mean, um, you can't ask for much when it's the NHL. I mean, I'm happy on any team. So, <laughs> Well, good luck. Oh, one final thing is, are you, pl- like, how are you planning to prepare for, let's say, July 8th? I keep getting this date wrong. Um, it's thrown me <laughs> off that it's not a Friday, Saturday. It's, it's a Thursday, Friday. So, like, are you going to be the person that completely ignores everything? Are you going to be sitting on the computer refreshing? Are you going to be just trying to, like, block it out? Like, what's your what's going to be your routine for that day? Yeah, um, I think me and the family are going to head out to the lake and, um, you know, hopefully do a little bit of surfing and then we'll watch a bit of the draft. I don't want to get too, too focused on that because, I mean, even if something does happen where um, I don't end up going and I just get a camp invite, I mean, that's all I ask for is just to prove myself, like I said before, but... Yeah, I'm not going to get too, too into it. I mean, I don't want to stress myself out. So just kind of stay calm and sit back and see what unfolds. So, Well, we wish you luck. Yes, Thank good you. luck. And obviously, we'll be watching on draft day. We'll hopefully be there. And if we hear your name call, we can go, hey, that guy was on our show. And therefore, he is a friend of the show now. And we can, you know, <laughs> do that. So... Uh, thank you so much for making the time for us today. We know obviously there's a lot going on. Luckily, uh, mountain time, it's still early enough there that you still have the rest of the evening ahead of you there. But uh, seriously, thank you so much for joining the show and uh, making some time for us today. Yeah, thanks again, guys. I you know, appreciate it a ton and thanks for having me on. Uh, as always, you can follow the show at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter, Lockdown Canadians on YouTube. If you are a visual person like many of us are, you can follow myself at Scott Metla. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Wyatt, thank you again for joining us. We will see you all next time.